1: Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VDW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I know I got a bad reputation. And it isn't just talk, talk, talk.
0: If I could only give you... Bad Reputation by Freedy Johnston is a song you may have heard but don't remember. This folk artist debut single had a huge push, appearing in multiple movies, and it left an impression on this week's guest, Mikey D'Angelo. This week, we dive into Freedy's back catalog and try to figure out if his reputation was really so bad after all.
1: One hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed, and you can live off royalties
0: forever. And it makes me wonder, is it just a wonder, or is it one hit thunder? All right, Mikey, so you you chose Freedy Johnston, Bad Reputation, which right off the bat, Made me think about my own reputation, and I don't know if I ever really <laughs> thought about the fact if I have a bad reputation or a good reputation, and I don't know if that's something you can judge about yourself, you know? Yeah, I
1: don't I don't know if you can either.
0: I would like to think that I have a good reputation, but I, I don't really know what other people think <laughs> of me, other than the people I know who like me
1: already. Yeah, same here. I'm sure there's a few people who don't like me, but, you know, whatever. I don't know any of them. I
0: think I think you're yeah, I think well, you're, you're likable. I've never I've never heard a complaint about you. You have a spotless reputation hear. in my world. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as far as this song goes, I'm glad you hit me up about it because this is kind of a jam. Oh yeah. It's it sounds it, it makes me feel like I'm on f- the show Friends when I listen to it.
1: I could definitely see that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was ever on the show Friends. I just kind of assume it was, but it, it it's got a real Friends vibe, and it's it, from the Friends era. You know? It is
1: definitely of that era. I was going to say, I was thinking about it because I was really nostalgic for a lot of, this came out in 1994. I was 10 years old at the time and I used to make uh, mixtapes off the radio, you know? And yeah. I, this song was like one of the songs that I taped off like the local pop station and would listen to all the time when I was a kid.
0: Mixtapes off the radio were sick. I loved, yeah. it. I loved making those, <laughs> edit out those commercials.
1: Man, yeah. I would... just all the hits.
0: Yeah, I I would tape the top eight at eight on B94. Yes, (laughs) yes. And I don't know if this song would have made the top eight at eight. It it peaked at number 54 on the Billboard Top 100. But, you know, it made its mark. It it made it onto some movie soundtracks and things like that. And I think that's how I knew it. I don't know which one of the movies that it was in that I knew it from.
1: Yeah, I knew this song from the radio. It got played a lot on like the local pop rock station
0: in johnstown pa
1: yeah and i guess i didn't realize that it was in kingpin which is like when i went back to revisit it when i thought of it a couple years ago all the comments on the youtube video were like oh yeah i know this song from kingpin i love kingpin it's my favorite movie you know
0: right kingpin was really setting off a lot of careers that year goldfinger was in that yeah they
1: were i actually rewatched that over the weekend in sort of preparation for this... Uh, Did you think... I feel like I watched it recently, too. It kind of holds up, right? It holds up. There's some stuff that would not fly today, but yeah. o- overall, <laughs> it's still pretty funny.
0: Yeah. It got kind of, it has Vanessa Angel. Yeah. You couldn't be a guy in the 90s not like Vanessa Angel. That's for sure. I was just talking about her the other day. I don't know why she's coming up so much this week. but <laughs> So, Freddie Johnston is the singer of this song. Uh, not his actual name. His name is actually... Frederick Fatser. Yeah, I wonder if the song would have been big if he would have kept his actual name, Fatser. Fatser. Yeah, I,
1: <laughs> Did you get that new Fatser? <laughs> yeah. Once I saw what his real name was, I understood why he changed it. Right. And I don't know. You know, if I was in his position, I
0: would have a hard time too. You would have a. You'd have a pretty good. You'd have a pretty good time, Mikey D'Angelo. That sounds. Well,
1: yeah, you sound famous. There, there is already a very famous D'Angelo though, who I yes. could not look more different from. So, uh, yeah, But you're Mikey D'Angelo. Not sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You've always had a name. You, you're Mikey D is what I knew you as. And, yeah, that's and,
1: pretty much what everybody knows me as still. Right. Even yes. as a 36-year-old man.
0: Yeah, you, you'll always be Mikey D. You ever, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about this. You ever know somebody as a kid and, you called them a nickname and then you see them like 20 some years later and you don't know whether it's still cool to call them that.
1: Yeah, Uh, absolutely.
0: There, there was this dude I played hockey with as a kid and then it turned out he was the neighbor of my buddy and his nickname as a kid was dirt. (laughs) And then, and 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 then, You know, I saw him and now he's a, you know, a full grown man with a family and everything. And I I didn't know what to call him. I was like, just like, hey, man. And then I had to ask my buddy, like, they still call him dirt. And you're like, yep, they still call him dirt. Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But Freedy, Freedy changed his name. Probably a good move. I don't know if Frederick Fatser would have had a hit. I don't think so. He he changed his name based on two things, both dealing with his mom. His mom called him Freedy and Johnston was his mother's maiden name. Yeah. And that, then there was no stopping him. He was born in Kinsley, Kansas. He bought his first guitar at the age of 16. And then his friend drove him to a record store when he was 17 to buy an Elvis Costello record because he read about it somewhere because his town had no record stores. He had never bought a record before. And that t- that sounds totally made up. But <laughs>
1: <laughs> it really does. I mean, you could hear the Elvis Costello, though, if if that is the real the real story. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so.
0: Uh, did you, I, I can so, see
1: the influence. Yeah.
0: Did you dig into Freedy for this episode? Did you dig into uh, some music?
1: So I listened to this whole record and a few songs from other albums. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was looking because I really enjoyed this album. It's pretty good, like the whole way through. But the album before it, I guess, was more critically acclaimed. Can You Fly? But it's not on any of the streaming services. so. I have to dig around. I bet it's on YouTube. Dang.
0: Yeah, that this album. I mean, I I put it on. I put this album, which is called "This Perfect World." This yeah, perfect this perfect, perfect world, world. Yeah. I put it on today. I, I went swimming today and put it on. <laughs> I asked my I asked my friends, like, "Do you mind if I put this Freddie Johnston album on?" <laughs> <They're> like, okay. <laughs> and it's very easy listening. <laughs> I yeah. would say it's very mid nineties.
1: It is uh, extremely mid nineties.
0: It's pretty adult, contemporary, pretty pop folk, I guess you would call it. Yeah, But yeah, it's not bad. It's not a bad no. album. Not at all. You know, sometimes on here we got to dig into things like Aqua or uh, yeah. Los Del Rio and things like that. But
1: this has to be a, a much easier listen through a full album than most of those like novelty hits.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a legit artist. But I would say the one thing about Freedy Johnston that <laughs> Matt. Uh, the producer of this show brought it up to me when we were talking about it beforehand. He's like, you're not going to like Freedy Johnston. But I was like, oh, "No, I thought it was all right. But Freedy, he got no edge, man. There's no edge to these no, songs
1: whatsoever. <laughs> not much. It's yeah. funny, too, because the, like this record was produced by Butch Vig, which like I know, man, it's crazy. Like he's I mean, he did never mind. He's yeah. recorded like Against Me and the Foo Fighters. Like this album yeah. could not be much further from stuff like that. It's very soft. Yeah, but the
0: the, the man has range, I suppose. So, Absolutely. So that's that's good. You know, a lot of times we look. At, so this song in particular, it's catchy as hell. Right from, oh yeah. Right from the first line, it's relatable. It's catchy. Mm-hmm. Uh, from from what I heard, this is by far the best song I heard by him.
1: You I know, would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The most memorable, for sure. Yeah. The the rest of his music is definitely in the same vein but just not as good
1: (laughs) yeah none of it has that like whatever you know it doesn't all come together the way it does in this song yeah man
0: this is one of those songs which a lot of these one hit wonders probably fit into this formula but just everything about it is catchy the verses the first line of the song you
1: you got people with that first oh yeah i was gonna say that first line really reels you in
0: yeah, and then it you know when it when it breaks to that chorus, it just takes you to a whole nother place, and that place is cool, too. yeah, but it's that line, man. i think I think people want to feel like they got a reputation and everybody's <laughs> talking about them. <laughs> you know maybe I like to think that that maybe I, I got a reputation. I guess I like to think it's good, but if I'm feeling feeling like a bad boy.
1: (laughs) Maybe it's bad sometimes. Who knows?
0: Yeah, who knows? But, you know, just the fact if anyone's thinking, talking about me at all, I'm probably happy about it. Truth of the matter is probably no (laughs) one's talking about me. No one gives a fuck. But I like to pretend that maybe they are. One thing we always look at on this show is what else was going on at music at that time that allowed (laughs) this song to become a hit? So did a little digging on that. And it's 1995, so, you know, it's kind of, in my opinion, the death of good grunge, and maybe grunge stuck around for a while uh, via some bad Corporate
1: grunge. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, when I was looking at the charts, so this hit its peak in February of 1995. This song hit number 54 on the Billboard charts, and, you know, that's a modest hit, I would take number 54 in a second, believe me, (laughs) but still not a giant hit. No, Um, not a massive
1: smash hit.
0: No, but I want to talk about some, some massive smash hits that were going on at that time. If you need a little, little frame of reference, (laughs) okay. um, number one, or I should do it the opposite way. These aren't in exact order, but I'll work my way up. Tom Petty. You don't know how it feels. was out at that time. Serious jam. Hell of a song. Love the way they censored the word joint. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Went, so let's get to the point. Let's smoke another. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: that's
0: actually catchier than saying joint, I think.
1: I like it. Yeah, I like it too.
0: I wanna I might smoke a little <laughs> after this. <laughs> <laughs> Hootie was still still holding on with hold my hand at the charts at the time. So That man that album was unstoppable. Just wall to wall hits. Yeah, man. So many hits on that album. I think that I could put that album on now and probably still enjoy it. That that song Time, what a hit. What what a lesser hit. It's good. So they were still holding on. They weren't at the top of the charts. They were somewhere at like 15 or something. Desiree, you gotta be. Oh man. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: I remember that song.
0: Madonna, take a bow was up there not my favorite madonna song no
1: that's kind of a dirge of a madonna song really do you know what your favorite madonna song is i really like ray of light off the top of my head i don't know why i'm coming with that but that's what popped in my head Damn, you're coming with a great song
0: you're coming with a later madonna
1: (laughs) yeah it is late madonna i mean i like a lot of the old stuff too but i don't know why that was the first thing that popped in my head i like it Um, a lot
0: that song my favorite madonna song is live to tell you know live to tell
1: i don't know if i do
0: It was from like a Sean Penn movie, and it is just a slow jam, and it just has this little synth part that goes and it's just
1: I don't know if you heard it. I I bet I would know it to
0: hear it. Off the top of
1: my head, I can't think of
0: you you don't know it from me singing the synth.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The synth lead, yeah. (laughs) But uh,
0: yeah, I think that's my favorite Madonna song. But yeah, Madonna still on the charts to take about. And then we'll go with with the two top songs at the time that Freddie Johnston Bad Reputation was out. Number two, I'm a big I was such a big fan that I dressed like them in middle school. Okay. Boys to men on Bended Knee. Oh yeah. Which is I loved boys to men. Yeah, man. See, see, that's the thing, man. That's what I came from was boys to men. And yeah, I did not. I've talked about this on podcasts so many times. I did not come from hair metal.
1: (laughs) No, uh, before I got into like punk music and stuff, I listened to like rap and R and B and like pop music that was on the radio.
0: Me too. And I don't know who, maybe it was green day who bridged that gap or I don't know. Yeah,
1: That could have been for me
0: somewhere along the line. Yeah. Punk rock appealed to me. And there's something about the punk rock that I liked that had something in common with, the r&b and you know pop music that i like as a kid yeah some somewhere there there's a common thread because both of those styles of music and i still love r&b and hip-hop music now Uh, so do i i was too cool for it for a few years you know same
1: here i kind of got out i mean i was always like i would always try to keep up with what was going on in like underground hip-hop or whatever but like i was kind of out of the loop with everything else but Now I'm kind of just back into everything. Yeah, man,
0: I I came around full circle real hard.
1: Yeah, (laughs) same.
0: Unfortunately, I can tell you more about what's going on in pop music than I can in punk rock probably now. Yeah, (laughs)
1: honestly, maybe me too at this point. It's been kind of, I mean, I still listen to a lot of punk music and like indie rock or whatever, but yeah, I kind of, I'm more balanced now, I guess I would say.
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW, avoid, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's Delicious, ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef crafted, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week, plus you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout, plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com slash one hit 50 and use the code one hit 50 to get 50% off. That's code one hit 50. The words one hit and the number 50 that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off. Yeah. Yeah. It's all, it's all good, man. It's all good stuff. But, and then the number one song at this time was TLC creep. Oh and Yeah. Then, so, so, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's what was going on. And you know, when I see that list of songs, it makes sense that Freddie Johnston fit in there somewhere,
1: you know? Yeah. I feel like, like, especially like this mid nineties pop radio was very eclectic in that way. Like you would hear TLC right up against Nirvana, right up against Freedy, like, right. Just a wide variety of music that was all under the pop umbrella at that time.
0: Yeah, man, I don't know if everybody thinks of the music from when they were a kid as being really good, but dude, seriously, the nineties were pretty fucking good. Pretty good. You know, and you're talking about like the music that was popular. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of really good popular music where that I don't think like the, whatever 2000 to 2010, whatever you call that, (laughs) that era, the aughts, I guess that's so dumb. I've heard that before the aughts. What the fuck? Who says "ought"? <laughs> I don't. I don't understand. I don't know the OOs I've heard. I guess. Yeah, uh, uh, that's. I don't love dumb. that either. Yeah, that's dumb too. They need a word for that. But yeah. yeah, I don't feel like that was as strong of an era. But maybe that's just because I wasn't a little kid anymore. So I, I don't know.
1: I think uh, that has a lot to do with it. Like I said, I think my like connection to this song in particular is just that I heard it at a time in my life when I was just really starting to like get into music and like it just kind of stuck with me yeah
0: there's a lot of music out there that if you weren't there at the time (laughs) it's hard to in retrospect get into it yeah and i would agree with that i think that this song yeah i could get into this now if i hadn't heard it at the time it's still catchy yeah i I guess what i'm referring to more like some of that old school punk rock that if you weren't there and you hear people talk about it all the time it's like ah I don't get it. I'm sorry. No. I don't. I don't get Black Flag. I don't get yeah. it. I wasn't there, and it's hard to, you know. I talked about the Misfits on on a recent episode. It's just, yeah. I I, I get it. I, I like it. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm. It's weird. Like some of that stuff. It's very hit or miss for me because I like love the Descendants. And fuck yeah! I actually I like the I like the Misfits a lot too, but I'm not like super deep. Like I know the hits and I really like them, but I was never like real into them the way a lot of my friends were i know man people people well i you know what i at least i kind of
0: i get it with them i get yeah. it that, that they have these catchy choruses that are fun to sing along a lot of woes i get that you yeah. know i, I get very catchy i definitely get descendants like i can listen yeah. to them. somehow those descendants songs from like 1982 are still good
1: <laughs> they still and, hold up pretty well yeah
0: that's why yeah. i'm so impressed by that band but yeah but some stuff some stuff you got you had to be there Oh, absolutely!
1: Uh, I agree with that.
0: You know, uh, hey, a little a little thing I put together on my own, which I don't know if it's co- coincidence or not, man. But February 1995, Bad Reputation comes out. And it, mm-hmm. it hits its peak. You know, what happened in March of 1995. I do not. Michael Jordan made his return.
1: <laughs> oh, so, so number I don't know. Forty-five.
0: Man. Yep, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't even think about that part. But I'm just saying, is it a coincidence? most likely it's 99.2 <laughs> likely
1: yeah that that is the what most if mj likely. just heard bad reputation on the radio and started thinking about his own reputation yeah hey gotta get back out there yeah
0: pa- i'm pos- ruining
1: it with this baseball
0: <laughs> yeah yeah right man <laughs> hey something i i saw that i don't know if you saw this was pretty interesting pretty inspiring and also maybe it, not everyone has this opportunity. So maybe it's not as cool as I'm making it out to be, but Freddie Johnston. Yeah. He had that first album, which you brought up. You couldn't find on Spotify or anything. Yeah. Um, it had critical acclaim, but not commercial success. So That's that, right. Yeah. That might explain it, but <laughs> to make his next album, the dude sold some of his family's farmland to finance yeah. the recording of his second album. And you know, Damn man. <laughs> uh, his family, he was really going all out on. I was going to ne- say he literally bet the farm on this yeah. record. He's like, "My folk is so good <laughs> <laughs> that I- that I'm going to sell my family farm." And dude, I mean it paid off. The New York yeah. Times The New York Times called that album one of the best albums of the year. So, and then he got signed to a major label, recorded Bad Reputation as part of the mm-hmm. album Perfect World, really signed to Electra. Uh, worked with Butch Vig. Rolling Stone named Freedy Johnston Songwriter of the Year in 1994, which is pretty wild. I mean, there's that a is, lot. That's an honor. I mean, but there's a lot of songwriters out there. and yeah. 19, 1994, they named him Songwriter of the Year. Think about the people that are around in 1994 that they were calling... Freedy Johnston, Freedy
1: Johnston, the songwriter of the year.
0: <laughs> I mean, ninety four. Kurt Cobain was still around. Yeah, <laughs> I just, I'm just, just a little bit of a bold, a little bit of a bold proclamation by Rolling Stone.
1: I know? would agree with. Yeah, the song's great, but I don't know how it stacks up against some of the top songs and albums of the day.
0: Dude, in ninety four, that was a fucking amazing year for everything. You yeah. Know, recently, we did a, a punchline EP. Of songs from '94 because it oh that's right yeah it was it was 25 years since that you know that's like when songs become classic rock or whatever and we're like oh it'd be cool to pick some songs and narrowing it down for that year was tough man there's so much good shit from 1994 and then it's wild because 1995 was nowhere near as good like Hmm. when we when we were thinking about songs from 95 we were seriously like uh should we do the friends theme song (laughs) or like (laughs) i i I mean honestly that was one of the things on there yeah so 94 and you know i've talked about it so many times but the movies of 1994 were fucking forrest gump and Shawshank redemption and pulp fiction and dude the, the list goes on and on like where you're like whoa Yeah, it was a really
1: huge cultural year. Yeah, man. And that's not even just me saying that because I was coming, not coming of age, like I was 10, but you know, like getting to the age where you start to notice culture more, I guess.
0: Yeah. But I think that that is a real feather in Freedy's cap to be named Songwriter of the Year in 1994. You you know, he could bring that up if someone's talking about how awesome 1994 is. He'd be like, actually, did you know (laughs) I was named Songwriter of the Year that year? You can't take it away from him. No, you can't. You cannot. Once you get that title, you can never take it away. <laughs> it's,
1: it's never going. You
0: know, Bad Reputation. You talked about it, it was in Kingpin. It was also in Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead, which the, I only know that movie because I was so excited as a young boy. <laughs> I loved Jenny McCarthy so much. Oh, OK. And, and that was like her film debut. She was in OK, movie, which I, think I don't may- think
1: I know anything about this movie.
0: It may have had Christopher Walken. I could be off on that. I don't remember it being very good. And I remember her role (laughs) being very small, but I was just a Jenny McCarthy fan. (laughs) Sure. Definitely not now, but no, at the time she was um, on MTV, singled (laughs) out. Singled out, yeah. It was also in the movie Heavy, which I don't remember that movie, and Kicking and Screaming, which I think is the Will
1: Ferrell kids' soccer movie. It looks like it's a a Noah Bumbach or however you say his name. Okay. All right, is that
0: the guy that made the squid in the whale or yes. something? Okay, wow. yeah, that's look at, look.
1: that guy. the the like the other Wes Anderson. Okay, He's like, yeah, very right, similar right. style. Yeah,
0: yeah, man. Okay, cool. Something else I, I wanted to bring up about bad reputation. There's another song called bad reputation. Do you know the other bad reputation? Is it Joan Jett? Yeah, man. The the Joan Jett bad reputation, which was also the theme. Of freaks and geeks, that song. She's like, "Yeah, I know I have a bad reputation, and I don't." Yeah, she's uh,
1: resolute in the fact that she has a bad reputation.
0: Freedy's a little bit more like he knows. Well, I guess Freedy
1: knows he has it,
0: and He's he said it, and he knows
1: it, it isn't just talk, talk, talk.
0: Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, I guess they're both songs about bad reputation. Yeah, I got a bad reputation deal with it you know I, I just when I think about which one I like more that that's a tough question because I kind of like both these songs
1: <laughs> I like them both a lot
0: too I don't know maybe maybe I would lean Freedy I, I would, think I would, would too but I
1: like them both I
0: dug into the lyrics a little bit of the song they're pretty straightforward I think everyone knows what these lyrics are about I had to look down what Harold Square is he said suddenly in New York and it is like very it's not like a very Cool part of New York. It's like the That's most, where Macy's
1: is, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. like
0: Times Square where Macy's is. That's what he's singing about. Isn't there yeah. a isn't there a cooler part of New York City that you could be singing about thanks? You would that? think but so. Once again, it was the mid nineties. Everyone was watching <laughs> Friends. That was everyone's impression of what New York was. You know, it wasn't some cool little part of Brooklyn or something. It, it was
1: like it wasn't a, like St. Mark's place down on the Lower East Side. It was no. Harold Square. Yeah, that's what you're we going to about? Macy's, baby.
0: <laughs> I, w- I recorded an album in New York City one time and and from where our apartment was for that like six weeks or whatever to the studio, I walked. I, d- I realized when I did this every day, walked past that Macy's. Um, oh, yeah. So I can really relate to this song,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like Freedy.
0: Yeah, man. This this song hits me hard. Otherwise, with Freedy, I don't know, man. We get to the point of the episode where it's like, well, is it one hit Thunder and you know a lot of things go into this. Not only is the song great, but did the artist deserve to have this huge hit? Is, does the back catalog strong enough to support it? And or is the song a one-hit blunder? Like, nah, this this shouldn't have been. You know and uh, yeah I'm often talked into one way or the other by my guest <laughs> I, I can go I can go in full bore like oh I'm giving magic rude a one hit blunder man and then
1: yeah. by the end of it I could be talked into it man I listened to that one and you did get talked out of making it a blunder <laughs> uh what would you give magic rude we could talk about uh, that first so boy I really hate that song uh <laughs> But it also does get stuck in my head kind of a lot for a song I haven't like heard even that much, so it's yeah. sort of undeniable in that way. So right. I I think I was brought around by that argument as well. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was just it was just half an hour of us talking shit on magic, and then you know yeah, what? And then one hit thunder. thunder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. As far as free D, I, I, I'm gonna have to err on the side of thunder. I think. Oh, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he literally be- like sold his family farm to fund. The- yeah, <laughs> he, he really bet on himself and it paid off and he's like still putting out. Well, I don't know when his last album was, but he put out an album as recently as 2015. Like, All right. he seems like an actual like he just cares about making music. That's actually
0: pretty important and a really good point. And I'm glad you said that because that's something that I say I brought up I, Josh Fiedler was on an episode about Elastica. That was my point about them was like, oh, they had this hit and then that was it. And then they put out one more album. And
1: they're like, all right, peace. You know,
0: <laughs> but, Like, yeah. I, I always say that that's that's just
1: weak, man. That's weak. yeah. Friddy kept put out a whole bunch of albums after this. Actually, all right.
0: Well, that's great. Then that just reassures my uh, my Thunder, my personal Thunder decision on this one. But yeah, uh, yeah, man. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, great,
1: great song. So catchy.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. And, uh, it's been really nice talking to you, man. Yeah. It's been great talking to you too. I I, I love liking your tweets, but I don't, (laughs) I I rarely, I rarely get to talk to you in person unless I see you at a show and now shows, shows don't exist anymore. And, uh, you know, it now it's just podcasts, you know?
1: Yeah. Which, Hey, it's a great way to get to talk to you.
0: Yeah, man, for sure. (laughs) Uh, thanks for coming on, man. It's been fun. Yeah.
1: Thank you. This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is produced by Matt Kelly's part of the Geekscape Network and hosted by Chris Fafalios of the bands Punchline, Pack, and Another Cheetah. Underneath me, you're hearing Green Light off Punchline's album 37 Everywhere. Check out their music at punchline.com. And let us know your thoughts on the show by emailing us at onehitthunderpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for another episode of One Hit Thunder.